You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Don't forget, coming up in just about 20 minutes, Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe, he will join us to talk about the playoff games, the future of Bill Belichick, and more. But we wanted to get into the official hiring of Adam Peters. It was made official yesterday. He'll be introduced to the press today in Ashburn. He's the new GM for the Commanders. He's been a member of staffs that have won six conference titles and three Super Bowls. His resume is great. The only thing that would get me nervous is, are they going to go down the road of hiring your boys? Which is what Ron Rivera did by Mm -hmm. bringing in all his Carolina guys. So Bob Myers is part of this search committee. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, you're like, well, he's got a connection with... Adam Peters. I think it's pretty obvious they brought in Myers to get Peters. That's Maybe. the single reason why they brought him. Well, I mean, he's got the championship pedigree, but. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a great resume. For sure. Undeniable. Yeah. But I would say the Chiefs guy had a great resume, and some of these other guys had great resumes. Um, yeah, but you can only pick one. Uh, that's my I mean, only. Like, look, I, I'm, I think it's a good hire. My only. Thing I would worry about is, is are they just going to hire their guys, their boys? Well, and that's that, usually how it works. I mean, I don't know what the relationship is, but if you read, if you believe, like J.P. Finley walking around here and these other guys that are tweeting and stuff that follow the team, uh, Peters was their number one guy. Like, the fix is in. Peters was their number one target. Mm-hmm. And, and so I Johnson. think they put the advisory board together that would attract right. him. <laughs> and I think Ben Johnson is their number one target. And they're probably going to get him. Like, in yeah. years past... Peters and you should be even, happy about that. He wouldn't have even taken the interview here. Like, right, right. Like, of course. They not only get they got to him first, and they secured him. Yeah. Like he would have he would have laughed at the interview in Washington three or four years ago. He wouldn't have touched Snyder. But now with yeah. the new ownership group, he takes it. You're you're just importing winners into the culture here. This guy's won. Myers, obviously, you know, championship pedigree on like, paper. I, it looks great. It. But the other guys had won too, outside to of maybe extent, the Bears guy. Uh, right. Cunningham, right. you might have pointed to the Bears, but uh, even he had success in other but organizations. But the word on the street, uh, um, just kind of reading some of the stuff out in San Francisco, is that Peters, you know, he's worked with Belichick, he's worked with Elway, he's worked with, obviously, John Lynch, that he had a lot to do with player evaluation and draft uh, evaluation over the last five or six years. No, they're saying he might be the number one guy. And, and he, you know, if you that. look at what they've done, the, you know, the, getting George Kittle in the fifth round, getting Lenore in the fifth round, they've had a lot of starters drafted late. You know, Greenlaw, uh, Fred Warner, mm-hmm. those guys were mid to late round picks. Obviously, the, their first round picks were like Ayuk hit, going out and trading for McCaffrey hit, um, you know, going out and get Trent Williams hit. So, Purdy. Uh, uh, getting Purdy. And Purdy's a massive Kyle hit. Sh- Kyle Shanahan, I, I I put a lot on his plate, too, mm-hmm. because he kind of helped him develop. Trey Lance, a massive Trey Lance is a miss. But That's true. But there's been a Trey lot Lance of there's been a lot of pluses. Trey Lance is a miss, and I never would have drafted him. He's my lowest rated quarterback. They didn't just draft rated. him. They traded a bunch of right. draft picks but to But in fairness to, to Trey, and believe me, I think he sucks. 
I don't. I can't remember a first round pick that's gotten less of an opportunity before they teams have just given up on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times has and this guy also, played? And also, nobody drafts I mean, perfectly. They quit on him up and down the board every single year. No, of course, you're, you're, you're going to have misses. You're going to have high profile misses, yeah. and that's that's one of them. You can't come in into this thing with a perfect record. Drafting. Again, I'm all for it. I think overwhelmingly, the fan response has been positive. If you went to our Facebook page or Instagram or uh, Twitter. Everybody is positive on this hire. This is how this is what it's going to come down to. Is he going to draft the right quarterback? Right. And if he drafts the right quarterback, that and also it's then he's going to be a success. It looks yeah. like if not, if they pick, well, they uh, if they the pick Drake May too. or if they draft Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. let's say with the number two pick. Yep, and that's a whiff. Most likely, his tenure is not going to be great. You're yeah, right for sure. And he's got to hit on I that number two. People are also welcoming that the last it, two it, number twos for this team. Have been huge whiffs, RG three, right, and Chase. Chase. Let's hope. Let's hope that history uh, doesn't repeat yeah. itself a third time. Um, it just looks like a professional outfit now. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's a coach centric approach. We're letting Ron, you know, uh, juggle too much coaching and personnel wise, or it's you know the the owner making picks from his yacht in the Mediterranean. Like, it looks like a those real days outfit. are over. Right, yeah. it's a it real looks company. Professional. It's a real company now. Which, so kudos which is all to you can ask for. kudos to Josh Harris so far. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067. I did put up a junkies poll today brought to you by Van Meter Homes about whether people are optimistic of, of the hire. If they're lukewarm, wait and see, or not optimistic. Not optimistic, only got 5%. I, I mean, that's like true hate. That's feeling like right. there can never be a change. But 68% say fired up, about 2,000 votes. So are you fired up for Adam well, Peters being hired as the GM? You can chime in at 800-636-1067. On paper, it's a great hire. Right. You just have to see how it plays out. Yeah. But I am convinced that this was their number one target. Mm-hmm. Their advisory board was put together to attract their number one target. And these other guys were going to have to blow them mm-hmm. away yep. to surpass them. I agree with and you. And they did not. I yeah. agree with you. And look, Peters so we'll, might have we'll been see. the number one guy for all the teams looking for a GM. Yeah, I would assume he was. But well, yeah, if you were lost. Nate Borgonzi or Ian Cunningham or the other guys who had interviews, you, you no almost sh- had yeah, no, no shot. No shot. Yeah. The fix was in. There was a superstar out on the circuit that was. There's available. a reason why they brought in Myers. I mean, his championship pedigree is awesome, and I like the outside of boxing. But they brought him in for that connection to attract him, and they got him. And of course, Harris being a new owner, and you know having the uh, uh, the wherewithal and the experience, yeah, that's very attractive in the draft. I mean, you know, it must be nice go, to be just, that successful where you, where you just you being there is going to help the organization yeah. land the big fish. Yeah. Right. Like even, I mean, I'm sure he's doing work for it, but it's just his his profile and his aura is just. Well, do you think Peter's? Huge name. Do you think he would have come here if we didn't have the number two pick and they weren't eighty million below the cap? I mean, that certainly Don't makes know. it more attractive. What if they had the fifteenth pick and, and they 30 were thirty million? Well, they yeah, yeah, and they were you know like everybody else. Maybe not. He wise. probably looks at it like, as a great opportunity. You know, probably he, being paid a lot more than he's ever I'm made. Sure, he has. I saw him get off the plane. Looks like he's got a beautiful family. Of course, yep. and so it's life changing for him. It is, but I I believe he's from that Bay Area. Yes, he is. Yeah. So that's a big move. It's a big West big Coast, move, East man. Coast. You wait. It's got to be perfect to to take you out of that. Yeah. But that's what oh, assistant yeah. GMs want to do. He has a leverage. He just brought the hammer. He he brought the biggest hammer. Get five-year deals. Anybody know what the money is? 
I, I have no idea. I'm sure five it's years. Five years. Five million. Guess? Five million. I'd guess about six, six and a half. Do they pay GMs that much? A year. I mean, it, no, I don't think they pay GMs that much. I'm going to say three a year. Oh, I think he's making more than that. He's the hottest commodity out on the market. I know, but I, what do GMs make? Somebody already sent uh, a tweet. <laughs> By the way, that it's one tenth of a mile. Okay, and that was fine. starting at Shake Shack. Okay, understood. <laughs> it's probably I less than a mile. I may have been off by that. I don't think they paid GMs quite as much. I hit, miles. As, I hit on my pass. <laughs> hit on the back. Let's not forget that. Everybody's <laughs> just sweeping that out of the rock, and I won't let that stand. I'm going to try and see if I can find what GM salary. <laughs> like All right, Ozzy Newsom. This was as of yeah. this year. Ozzy Newsom making t- two million. John Elway was making three million. John Schneider, Seattle's making th- almost four. Belichick, now he's Belichick. Right, he was different. making. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say he's in that three, maybe four range. I, well, I, if John Schneider's making three or four, he might make. He might make close to five. Right, if they're Peters really trying to attract his him. rep, might he might go, they might go in chest out saying, "Look, my guy's better than all these clowns. He's better than Schneider. He's better than right. all these If you these want dudes. him, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah, you better pony up. Right, you better pony up. This isn't no going rate. You got to <laughs> yeah. pay me. This is a three million dollars. I uproot my family. Yeah. I got to leave my hometown. Right. To come to this poop show that hadn't won a playoff, yeah. but one playoff game in you gotta 30 pay, years. You got to pay the sin tax for being yeah. bad for so long. Yeah. No, he he got a good check. I would say it's probably right. at least I think it's a good million. hire. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree that Ben Johnson seems to be everything you're hearing, their number one choice. Yeah. But I was thinking but about it from Ben Johnson's perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> if I'm Ben Johnson... I'd kind of be interested in the Dallas Cowboys to see what happens here. What if Dallas fires Mike McCarthy? You walk right in. You got an offense like that with Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and a good offensive line. You got a lot of pieces there. Better to start here with the low expectations. What if you start in L.A. with the Chargers? Like, there are better spots, I think, think as as an offensive coordinator to take over than Washington. I'm yeah. not sure Dallas I mean, is because if you go there, let's say you got two more good years from Dak and you still have all those playoff questions. I think Dak could win in the playoffs even though he hasn't yet. But still, you got but questions, you got it, contract it, issues. I'm just saying, I don't know Ben Johnson. His confidence Terry. might be, hey, I can go in there with those pieces and I can take them to the next level because my offense, we had Brad Spielberg on last week, has the most separation of any uh, offense in the league. I know how to put guys in places. Meanwhile, McCarthy's got an outdated, old-school thing where the defense knew what was coming. Yeah, but see here, you I can, can mold, scheme them up. You could start from scratch. You're starting from scratch here. You can. And you can mold your team exactly the way you want it. Yeah. I don't know. Would you, You're saying if you were Ben Johnson, Washington would be your number one choice? It might be because the expectations are so low. I think they've been so bad here. You don't have to work with Jerry. I think the Chargers. I think the I think the Chargers would be my number one choice, which might <laughs> well, ultimately be Harbaugh's but the choice. The Chargers might want Harbaugh, and he might know. He, right. Yeah. He's, but I'm just saying, if I'm Ben Johnson, he's figuring it out. The Chargers I'm, would be a better choice than I've Dallas. I've got the burden hand with <laughs> Herbert. I, the Chargers, I would rather have than because you got maybe seven or eight years with Justin Herbert still. I mean, assuming uh, Dak's not old. It's not old, but you know he's getting up there. He had his best regular season ever. I think Dak's good. But there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of frustration. There's, look, there's, there, I'm sure there's so many different decisions you have to make. If you were Ben Johnson, Lifestyle. which job would you take? Atlanta's <laughs> out there, too. I would want anything to do with yeah. Atlanta. Well, there's quarterback uncertainty. I don't know. There and here. I might like Atlanta over Washington. By the way, Philly would, might open up maybe. after right. last night. There's a lot of Sirianni chatter. True. And all he's done is one, uh, one for three seasons. All right, let's bang out a few of these calls here. 
Let's go to Kevin in Lanham. Hey, Kevin, what's up, buddy? You're on with the Junkies. What's up, Junkies? Happy New Year, all that good stuff. What's yeah. up, Kevin? What's up, hey, man? I don't think we should be concerned about Adam Peters bringing in his own people. Like, you know, you're coming. he's coming from a winning pedigree, a winning, a consistently winning pedigree. It's the total opposite of what we did with Ron Rivera. We beat the Carolina Panthers, and you hire all these people from Carolina. You don't win, uh, hire from a losing culture. You hire from a winning culture. So if Adam Peters has a, something that we don't know or a coach we don't know that's on that San Francisco team, I would love that. But please, also, quarterback, <laughs> um, the, the offensive coordinator from the Texans, uh, Slowick, mm-hmm. what he's done with C.J. Stroud, I would be interested in him as well, too, if we're going to get a draft a rookie quarterback. I think we're going to get into that later. Who would you rather have, Ben Johnson or Slowick? Both offensive guys are successful this weekend. His, his name will be out there. Yeah, I mean – I could get worked up for either sure, one of those guys. Get a lather for either one of them. Slowick looks like a true baby. Yeah. That guy looks super Well, that's young. the thing. I mean, do you want someone that young running your entire team as opposed to just running the offense? Is he the next Sean McVay? If he's the next Sean McVay, the answer is yes. Okay, if you can predict the future and he's the next Sean I mean, McVay, <laughs> then obviously you hire him. Sure, no, but some of these guys. But I think Sirianni it was the hot guy, and mm-hmm. you know he may be on the outs after three years. What if he's the next Hackett? Right. Then, clearly, yeah, but some of these guys are it. clearly like geniuses. Like Sean McVay has got like his memory. He's, he's just a genius. Some guys are just built for that head coaching position as opposed to just being a coordinator and running one side of it. I don't think Nick don't Sirianni, know. and I like him, I don't think he's a genius. Peyton Manning was jocking his guy, Tom Moore. He's 85. He's wow. always been an assistant, never a head coach. Is he still doing it? He was on the sideline yesterday with the play sheet. Really? He's not the primary play caller, but, but he's yeah. a consultant. I don't know what his job title is with the Buccaneers, but he's on that sideline. Yeah. I can't have an he's an offensive I can't have assistant, eighty-five-year-old that does calligraphy for his play sheet, <laughs> calling yeah. in the plays. Let's go to Mo in Largo. Hey, Mo, what's up, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Mo was texting me, grasping at the golf net. Eb, you might have competition. Oh, <laughs> okay. You give it to Mo. <clears throat> I think it's a great hire. Um, I think, like you said, he's got a great resume. You know, the pedigree's there. And he has the established lines of communication with, you know, uh, representation of the players to where they'll be able to do business. I mean, they might be more inclined to do business with him more so than prior GMs that we've had in the past. Um, and and as far as the, you know, the, the quarterback pick, yes, it's very important that we draft the right quarterback, but – we also have to draft the right coach. I'm mean, not draft, but we have to acquire the right coach because, I mean, we can have great talent, but if there isn't the development there, then we find ourselves right back where we began. What do you, so, what do you make of, Mo, what do you make of them in their initial list that was leaked or what they, they presented or whatever, the guys they interviewed, that five of the seven were D coordinators? Not a big fan of that. Um, I feel like... What's the logic behind that? Higher... <laughs> what do you think the logic is Bunch behind of show that? ponies, EB, just <laughs> yeah. like the GM guys. Yeah. Who, who are the other GM guys the they looked list. at? For some reason, I remember Borgonzi and Cunningham. Yeah. There were two others. They had you know five guys on the list. Courtesy. They're yes. throwing favors well, I, to guys. I feel like whoever we hire is still working right now, and that's a good thing. You know, we're not going out and finding unemployment, unemployed guys. You know, these are guys that are still on, you know, productive organizations that are winning right now still in the playoffs. So I think regardless of which direction they go in, I think they're going to go in a good direction. And I'm just, you know, optimistic on the way we move forward. But so far, I think they're, they're hitting it. They're hitting it out the park. Thanks guys. 
All right. Thank All right. you, Thanks, Mo. buddy. All right. When we come back, we will talk more NFL. Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe, will join us next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Time to head to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to our friend Ben Valin, who covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. What's up, Ben? Good morning. What's up, boys? How are we doing today? Uh, we are doing Lots well. Lots going on, Ben. We are hoping that the divisional round gives us some closer games than the super wild card weekend. I have to mm. uh, label it correctly or the NFL will get very mad at me. Um, a lot of blowouts uh, this past weekend. Uh, what, was your, what were some of your biggest takeaways from what you saw uh, over the last three days. Yeah, like a lot of interesting results, you know, like the Eagles looking so poorly last night, um, the Texans, uh, you know, running the Browns off the field. So, like, interesting results, but not interesting games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFC East, man, what a terrible showing for mm-hmm. two teams that we thought were going to be elite this year, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Two teams that after these embarrassing showings, probably the worst showings of the weekend, they're going to be replacing their head coaches now. I think these are very real concerns for both of these teams. Um, teams that are heading, you know, finish the season just going totally in the wrong direction. The Eagles, one and six. The Cowboys had that bad loss to the Dolphins and then get blown off their own field by the Packers. You know, now that I'm just talking about it, how about the debuts uh, for the postseason debuts for C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've got a couple of bona fide superstars on our hand. Um they came out, uh, C.J. Stroud came out and had the greatest debut ever uh, for a, a postseason quarterback. Uh, three touchdowns, no picks, you know, only five incompletions. His passer rating was like 157. It was the third highest passer rating ever in the postseason. Um, and then Jordan Love comes out and duplicates almost the exact stat line. Five incompletions, same number of yards, three touchdowns, same passer rating. So they're now tied for the third highest passer rating uh, in playoff history and uh, the best in, in a postseason debut. So I, I think it was an eye-opening weekend for those young star quarterbacks. And now I can't wait to see Jordan Love take on the Niners next week. And I want to see how C.J. Stroud and, and the Texans handle those Ravens. That's not going to be a, a pushover game for the Ravens in any sense. Yeah, Ben, the craziest thing about uh, the Packers is that set of, of wideouts that they have, Wicks, Jaden Reed, 
I mean, those guys are young. Christian Watson, I mean, he, that guy was dealing with a hamstring injury for a lot of the season, but it's a young wideout core skill position group that can really grow with the young quarterbacks. They're, they're going to be tough to deal with for the Lions and the Bears uh, in, in that uh, NFC North for a long time Dobbs from the too. looks of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what's wild about what you just said is, look, I'm I'm a you know I'm in Boston. I, I follow probably AFC football a little bit closer than NFC football. Like, who are those guys you even mentioned? I right. mean, not, other than Watson, they're not first round picks. Mm-hmm. So credit to the Packers again. They they develop the quarterback again. They have a system that identifies the right skill players and develops the right skill players again. All the credit to the GM there, Gutekunst, and and the head coach. Um, Matt LaFleur, the the um, Im- improvement that Jordan Love has shown over the second half of the season is just remarkable. You look at his numbers from the first nine games and his second eight games. I mean, his completion percentage went from like 57 to 70. He threw over the last nine games, 18 touchdowns and one pick. Mm. You, you know, sometimes we see, like I remember Josh Allen showed remarkable improvement, but that was in between year two and year three. Rarely do you see this great improvement during the season like what Jordan Love has shown. So props to him, props to LaFleur, that whole organization. They're heading in the right direction, and that's pretty scary for the rest of the NFC. So, Ben, on the flip side, the Cowboys deal with playoff disappointment again. Last two seasons, they've gone 12-5. and Uh, Dak Prescott again comes up short in the playoffs. What's your best guess as to what's going to happen? Jerry said he didn't even have time to think about it. But the week before, he didn't give, like, a super ringing endorsement to Mike McCarthy. Uh, is this a Belichick landing spot? What do you think happens? I, I definitely think it's a Belichick landing spot. If, if not there, then the Atlanta Falcons, who announced via Twitter last night that they had interviewed uh, Bill Belichick, which produced all kinds of hilarious jokes and memes. And how often did he bring up 28-3 and show his Super Bowl ring and, and that kind of thing? Um, Jerry Jones, to his credit, has been patient the last 10, 15 years. He gave Jason Garrett much more leash than he should have. Um, he has not uh, been a guy who just, you know, makes move off the seat of his pants. That said, when you're Mike McCarthy and you've gone 12 and five, three straight years, and it's resulted in no playoff success, how do you keep bringing him back and selling that message to the locker room? I think they're kind of stuck with, with Dak Prescott for one more year. Um, he, he still has a no trade clause. You know, I, I know Dak Prescott doesn't have a good postseason record, but what's your what's your plan B if you move on from Dak? I think mm-hmm. they're probably sticking with him. So you've got to make a change somewhere. It, to me, I, I think it's time to make a change at the head coach. It, it's it's one thing to have the regular season success. There's no question that McCarthy's done a good job there. But Jerry Jones is 81 years old. He's growing more and more impatient. It's been almost 30 years since he's even been to a conference championship game. And that was embarrassing the other night. And it wasn't just Mike McCarthy's fault. I thought Dan Quinn, the defense, had a real embarrassing performance. I mean, how open were those Packers receivers? How many breakdowns did the Cowboys have? But Mm -hmm. to see a team looking that sloppy and unprepared, that's a, a, a total reflection of the coaching. So, you know, if you're Jerry Jones, you're thinking, well, we've got a good team. We just need someone to take us over the top. Well, look who's available now, Bill Belichick, Mr. Six Super Bowl rings himself. So I, I just think that makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. You know, I was telling our producer, Drabra, uh, during a break, can you imagine, I guess the Falcons have done it, but can you imagine bringing in Bill Belichick and not hiring him? Like, he's not necessarily my number one choice, but if you're going to bring in Bill Belichick for an interview and all his championships and all his rings, like, 
How's he not going to win the interview? You're not leave, letting him leave without a contract. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to interview that guy and then not give him the job? Like, <laughs> I, well, I mean, my, my hunch is that it's really it's Belichick's decision. You know, I, I yeah. think. I, you know, I think he's the one who's trying to wait and see what the landscape looks like. You know, is the Cowboys' job going to become open? I think the Falcons. The, there was a report in the Atlanta Journal Constitution last week that Belichick's the number one guy. They're not quite sure if Belichick wants to come there, but hopefully he doesn't have any other options. So you think like, they think offered that, him, and he just said, "Okay, let me think about it." Uh, I, I well, so the report was that he met with Arthur Blank. So right. yeah, I, I do think Arthur Blank made it very clear that he's willing to give Belichick the football operation, you know, I think for Belichick, I think for Belichick, you have to decide, do I want to work? You know, they have a, um, a guy there who's the the team CEO and president, Rich McKay, Mm -hmm. him and Belichick have clashed a lot over the years because McKay is in charge of the competition committee, which does all the rules and Belichick loves a good fight over the rules. Um, So I think Belichick would have to decide if he wants someone who could potentially be meddling a little bit into the football operation, but um, you know, that, and they don't have a quarterback, and I think that's kind of the biggest detraction for the Falcons right now. They have a good roster. I like the, the talent, especially on offense. But, um, you know, so, so to me, like, the Falcons are where Belichick goes if that's – they're giving him the best offer and there's really no other second alternative. So I, I think he's holding out to see what the Cowboys do now because I think that makes more sense for Belichick. And then there's Harbaugh. You know, yeah, they're, they're, and, I mean, uh, yeah. we we heard rumors that the uh, over the weekend that the Chargers um, had talked to him, so maybe that's the spot. Um, but you know, Harbaugh could land at any of these spots. Absolutely, and, and Vrabel too is another guy. I yep. mean, all of a sudden you have uh, a decent number of like you know experienced, you know, badass coaches available between Belichick, Harbaugh, and Vrabel. Uh, I think. I think any of those guys would be kind of the perfect fit to get the Cowboys over the top. If you, you know, if you're looking for the guy with the ultimate credibility, you probably lean towards Belichick, but um, yeah, with Harbaugh, it'd be interesting to see how he and Jerry Jones could coexist. That's always uh, tricky for Jim Harbaugh because he's famously difficult to deal with, but uh, yeah, there, there's all of a sudden there's all these high price, you know, experienced coaches available for these teams. Talking to Ben Valin, covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. So here in D.C., we have a new GM and Adam Peters. They hired uh, Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to be part of this search committee, and they came up with Adam Peters, assistant GM in San Francisco. Uh, tell us what you know about him, and what do you think happens now with their search for a head coach? So if, if the Patriots were serious, about finding the best candidates for their football operation, Adam Peters would have been the guy that they would have interviewed. He's, he grew up in the Patriots organization, was there from like 2003 to 08, and then he left to go to Denver with Josh McDaniels. Um, so he's a Patriot, and if the, like I said, if the Patriots were serious about it, that's who they would have been targeting. But it seems like the Patriots are just uh, going for a full reset, and they're just promoting Gerard Mayo, and it doesn't sound like they're going to be hiring anyone from the outside. So that's a whole different story, but uh, not surprised to see that Adam Peters is the direction that Josh Harris went with it, you know, with his first kind of signature hire. You look at how Harris runs some of his other teams, uh, certainly the NBA teams. It's, you know, like young analytics based. Peters is 44 years old, really sharp guy comes from the organization that everyone wants to try to emulate right now, the 49ers. And I got to think that that's, they're going to look for a similar profile with their head coach. Now, I don't think they're going to be going older, you know, or defense. It looks like they probably want a young, you know, um, 
you know, good looking offensive coach. Uh, <laughs> good looking. You know, to, right. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I mean. They're all but, dreamy. Uh, I know it's annoying. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, so, so obviously, you know, the two names that you keep hearing are Ben Johnson, who I think several teams want him, the Panthers, the Chargers, the commanders make a lot of sense. Uh, and then Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he, he's someone who I've heard has been getting a lot of buzz. Um, and, and might end up getting a head coaching job. I actually heard a few weeks ago that he might he might be the favorite in Washington. You know, we'll see. I, but I, I think it will come down to that type of coach, a young offensive-based coach. Um, probably couldn't do much better than, than Ben Johnson. That's the guy that everyone wants right now. You look at how the Lions offense is, is thriving. It's, it's very impressive. And the commanders, you know, it's nothing but sunshine and rainbows. They got a new owner. They got the number two pick. It's a new day in Washington, so it's uh, there's opportunity here, unlike many uh, many years. Um, the Eagles went from a borderline great team last year to a very good team in the first two months, two and a half months this year, to an awful team in the last month and a half. Uh, only the second team, and I'm sure you know this, Ben, but only the second team in NFL history to start out ten and one and not get to twelve wins. Um, I mean, they just completely imploded. Now, some of it had to do with injuries, but, you know, they lost the coordinators, but that, that really wasn't hurting them in the first two and a half, three months. But, man, the Eagles, you know, is that going to be a situation where, where Laurie says, you know what, we got to go to a different direction? Uh, even though Sirianni's been to the playoffs all three years, been to a Super Bowl, uh, do they go in a different direction there? And and Hertz didn't really have a ringing endorsement in game last night for Sirianni. No, and, and, and I think Laurie has to seriously consider moving on from Sirianni, even with a 34-17 record in three seasons, three playoff appearances, was two minutes from going to overtime in the Super Bowl. I mean, usually uh, a downfall doesn't happen that swiftly. But the events of this year have to give you pause over uh, the job that Sirianni's doing there. They lost both their coordinators, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, and that team fell apart. And, and you know, we can blame it on the new guys they hired, but I think it's a reflection of the head coach that they lost – they're coordinators, and, and those guys seem to be the glue of the organization. And you look at Sirianni, the way he kind of conducts himself, he's very emotional on the sideline. There was that video of him uh, in Kansas City where he's, like, screaming at the Chiefs fans, um, come, you know, coming into the tunnel, like, cursing. I don't know. It's a weird look for a head coach. You need to be a little bit more composed uh, like that. Uh, so, so you see, you know, his, his you know, maybe non-traditional way of, of handling the head coaching position and then you the way the team fell apart this year. And, I mean, last night was as bad as it gets for the Eagles because not only did they lose, but it looked like they didn't even show up. And it looked like those guys gave up, you know, about some time in the third quarter and just were resigned to the fact that they knew they weren't a very good team this year. And even though they started 10-1, and one, you could see the frustration. It was right there on the surface. Right. Um, yep. it, it reminded me of like the Patriots in Tom Brady's last year when they were eight and zero, but Brady called himself the most miserable eight and zero quarterback on the planet. Um, and and there's you know the struggles didn't uh, present themselves in the record early in the season, but they all came to a head late. And, and that's what it feels like right now for for the Eagles. It just you know they were winning games, but it was by the skin of their teeth. They should have been winning by more. You could sense the frustration. And then it all fell apart in the second half of the season. I, I think that's a team that struggled with the Super Bowl loss last year. I think it was kind of a fragile team that didn't know how to bounce back. And I absolutely, I, you know, because I think if you're Jeffrey Lurie, at minimum, you're looking at, again, replacing both coordinators for the second year in a row. And mm. it's like, 
Hmm. Is that really the answer, or should you just rip the Band-Aid off and bring in a whole new coaching staff? So it, it was a swift downfall for, for um, Doug Peterson before. It, mm-hmm. I think that ended quicker than people expected, and I could see the same thing now happening for Nick Sirianni. Real quick, uh, Chiefs-Bills Sunday night. This is Mahomes' first road game in the postseason, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, pretty and, wild. And and the last five Bills-Chiefs games have all been in Kansas City. So yeah. this is a rare game in Buffalo. Uh, don't love the way the Bills are playing right now. I thought they should have closed out that game against the Steelers a little bit better yesterday. They're down a ton of players on defense. That said, the Chiefs are kind of a mess. I mean, I know they beat the Dolphins the other night, but I, I have very little faith in where the Chiefs are right now. So I, I think the Bills get it done and finally – get over the hump and, and beat their arch nemesis there with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Ben, thanks as always for the time. It's Ben Valin, covers the NFL for the Boston Globe. We'll have you on again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. When we come back, we'll get into the commanders. We will debate Bobby Slowick or hmm. Ben Johnson. Who do you prefer if they can land one of those two as the next head coach of the commanders? We'll do that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm a fan. Are you a Ben Johnson guy? You a Bobby Slowick guy? I know you're not a defensive coach guy. That list <laughs> defensive coach. I agree with thousand percent with Ben Valin, who said he thinks the commanders are gonna go after a young offensive centric coach with the hire, whoever Adam Peters and the group decides to hire. Do you have a preference between Slowick or Ben Johnson from the Lions, mm. Slowick from the Texans. You got to see both of them this weekend. So Ben Johnson and the Lions, I thought they took their foot off the gas pedal in that game and survived. McVay decided to punt down the stretch, didn't get the ball back. Lions went for it on that second down pass where Goff hit Amon Ross St. Brown for a first down, and that just ensured the win. Um, and then Slowick. <laughs> Look, he's had C.J. Stroud. A lot of people give him credit for the development. I don't know. Like, sometimes when you draft a guy, like, if it was a different different offense grader, don't you think C.J. Stroud would have been a stud? A lot of people had C.J. Stroud as a can't miss. Mm, I mean, you still got to give the offensive yeah. staff credit. Yeah. So I, mean, I, was, he, I think it's he gets just, some credit. Slowick gets some credit, I think, also for Purdy. He was the offensive yeah. passing game coordinator when Purdy was there. Okay, so he's got fair. two back-to-back guys. It's just hard to ask a guy that young who's never – who's kind of new even at that coordinator position to run a team they're mm-hmm. very young and you figure if they're that's smart why, enough to like orchestrate an offense the to the level that they do yeah like they should be able to run the team while they're doing it i don't know it's like, just it's maybe a whole, it's, it's a whole different animal though maybe but like when you've only been an offensive coordinator for one year that's a big leap 
to then be the head coach. Phone number is 800-636-1067. Do you have a preference? We put this up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the junks and our Twitter page. I think most people preferred Ben Johnson, but I was surprised by how many people were supporting Slowick, giving him credit for the young quarterbacks being developed. Um, Michael tweets us, Lions have Goff, Texans have Stroud. As much as Goff was number one overall pick, I think he's an average quarterback. Mm -hmm. Stroud already has more talent than Goff. I'd go with Detroit's OC because done more or the same with less. Mm -hmm. And I mean, speaking to that, Jared Goff was kind of a toss-in in that whole Matt Stafford trade because his numbers were on the decline with the Rams. They kind of stayed the same way the first year in Detroit where he only threw 19 touchdowns. He's had back-to-back years of 29 and 30 touchdowns. If you give him yeah. a perfect pocket, yeah. he will slice you and dice you. Yep. Yeah. I saw a, a next-gen stats. I was telling Drab during the break. On 21 dropbacks with no pressure, he completed all 21 of his passes, which, according to next-gen stats, was a 0.3% mm-hmm. chance of happening. Yeah. He's the ultimate He's- 72 degrees and sunny play-in-a-dome type of quarterback. His splits, when he isn't playing indoors and isn't playing at home, they drop off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. So there's some of that there, but if I had to pick between the two, they're both sexy. I have to stick with my guy, Ben Johnson. Bobby Slowick is the new hot girl at the dance. Ben Johnson is the one I came to the dance with. How much, though, do you think, I got to imagine Peters has got to be in his brain kind of leaning towards Slowick. Just they because were, they're they connected. Were in the yes, connection with them, together sure. for seven years or whatever. It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, how could they not be tied to the hip? They could be. Um, but again, just going back to our the first point, when you're asking a guy who's only been coordinator running an offense for a year to all of a sudden step up to running an entire coaching staff. An well, Ben's team, only done it two years. And Johnson's only done it two. I mean, Kyle Shanahan wasn't a coordinator for, I want to say he's a coordinator for about nine or ten years. Right before the, before he took over. The only thing I would say to counter I mean, in, uh, it, and I have, I have the same questions you do. They're valid questions. The only thing I would say to counter it is, like for example, Slowick, who's only been an offensive coordinator for one year, he has been in the league though for thirteen years. Yeah, fourteen yeah, years. It. So it's not like he doesn't know how an operation is run. Yeah. Right. So if, for people that don't know, I think it's it's, it's important to go through it. Uh, Slowick started here, as many know, as a video assistant in 2010. Mm-hmm. Then he was a defensive assistant coach for three years here in Washington. Yep. And then I don't even and know where Francisco. he was for the next four years. But then San Francisco, Kyle picked him up in 2017 and made him a defensive quality control coach for two years. And then he switched over to the offensive side, which I know Kyle said was very critical mm-hmm. for him to to, to coach the D de- or sit in on defensive meetings when he was in Atlanta. Um, so he felt like that was a good foundation for Sloak, who always wanted to coach offense. He was an offensive assistant coach for two years with the Niners. Then he was a passing game specialist in 21. Then they gave him the title of passing game coordinator in 22. That's when Brock Purdy just came on the scene as a seventh round draft pick. And then he was the offensive coordinator for the Texans. And we all know when what he, CJ Stroud did. When he was out of football after. Spending time here, he went to PFF. Yep. <clears throat> oh, is that where yeah, he was an analytics guy? For three or four years. So you Crazy. know that's going to play well with yeah. Josh Harris and Peters when he comes in for so an interview. Did you, see say- the, uh, did you see the reaction from the Lions GM 
after the Lions won the playoff game? Brad Holmes. So he was um, on the elevator. It went viral. Yeah. And he's um, screaming and he's that. going nuts. And then if you saw the locker room scene where Dan Campbell gave uh, the game ball, he gave one to Goff, he gave the other one to Brad Holmes. What I learned about that GM, he was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car before he got a gig uh-huh. in the NFL. He was, he was uh, loaning out sedans to people <laughs> like amazing. at the airport. Got to make a living, dude. <laughs> sure. Now, to counter it, just because I think it's important context, Ben Johnson started with the Dolphins as an offense. Ben Johnson's entire career has only been on the offensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything, but Slock, at least half his NFL career has been on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. But I think that might actually be a good thing. <clears throat> might be. Look, uh, well, ben, then you ben mentioned Johnson. the connection between Slowick and Peters being yeah. in San Francisco. If it comes yeah. down to those two, <laughs> I might lean towards Ben Johnson. And I think I'm simply swayed by some of these analytics and, and, and stats which say that his receivers are most open. But I'm looking at some of the tweets. You can tweet us at Junks Radio. You can chime in at 800-636-1067. The people that are in favor of Slowick are saying he's done more with less. All right, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud was drafted number two, but if you look at Detroit's offense, they've got studs everywhere. they got a Monroe. Laporta's a stud. Good running backs. Jameer Gibbs. So maybe rookie season. Sewell, right? They've got more talent maybe in Detroit, so you kind of give a nod to the the Texans GM and just that he's done more with less. He lost his top receiver this year, Mm -hmm. and... If you watch that game, he's scheming guys open, hmm. wide open. Yeah. I, I would like to see demeanor. I know that uh, there's a video out there of Ben Johnson, like kind of coaching training camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need to see he's some of that. He's very kind of even key. I want to see that. And Did I you see, see the video, video with him with the howl? There's a video, I believe. I thought it was Ben Johnson. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Ben Johnson worked with Hal and Drake May in some mm-hmm. sort of passing camp. All mm-hmm. I know is I will, I will be – I'm not even a commander's fan but I'll be crestfallen if they don't land one of those two guys. Like I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of zeroing in on what if it's what if it's both of those Frank guys. Smith Ben Valen threw him in there. Not really that into Frank Smith right now. <laughs> or Vrabel. Is it possible Not really though, into Vrabel either. Is it possible though they could go it, they could have Ben Johnson the Carolina guy, Sam Howell's a backup Carolina guy, and Drake May is yeah. the starter is a Carolina guy. They could. I mean, it could happen. That's why weird. not. <laughs> I mean, word on, on the street is word on the streets. Ben Johnson's the number one target. I know. I just don't know how Peters is going to overcome the Slowick thing unless he just maybe doesn't like him. I don't. Know. I will be visibly distraught. Well, maybe Spielman has a say. <laughs> and Myers, right? One of those if guys. Myers and Sp- I, I know that. Right. I know that Peters now is Who the are you GM. Listen to more Spielman or Myers? You might Spielman. listen more to Myers. <clears throat> Spielman. Myers when it comes is- to football, I've listened to Spielman. Spielman's been in football forever. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know how it works now, right? You, you, we always said you want the GM to hire the coach. I want cheaters, to but hire. they have a hiring yeah. committee. That yeah. Josh Harris was that just to hire the GM? Peters can listen to Spielman. I think, so. yeah. I think it's to hire the coach too. He's got to make the ultimate I call. I think it's to hire the coach. Well, their advisory committee. Yeah, they, they, but they're not. They're not hiring the coach. The guys hiring oh, the coach think, is Peters. Yeah, I would think mm-hmm. Peters is coming. I don't in know. Peters, I'm he, sure, has already told he them. He may have input his, from those. He may have input from those dogs, but he's making the final call. He should. I want That's G- why he was hired. I think Josh Harris is making the final call, and he's got his advisory committee. Oh. No, I think he... I think, because remember, they were doing no, this concurrently. they're giving it to Johnson. They're giving it, or giving it to Peters. I would it's think. His call. And then it's Harris will find out today. Final approval, obviously, with Harris. 
You Pete, can't have five people like, coming to Harris and telling them who to hire. No, I want Peters. Guy, I want Peters voice. to make that decision. Oh, so what? is the advisory committee done then? No, the advisory committee helped land <laughs> Peters. Now it's Peters' gig. I don't know. That's a good, I mean, they, it's a they good may question. take input, but I, I've got to ask. They said that the advisory committee was to get the GM and the coach. All right, real quick, let's go to Andre in Manassas. Andre, what's up? Hey guys, um, for me, these guys are way too young. Um, you know, do we want an offensive coordinator? Do we need somebody to come to like what the fifth largest market um, to, to coach a football team? One of the concerns I worked have out is, for the Rams. Okay, well, now, well, who's got, well? You know what? Good point. Um, and, um, <laughs> who's going to be our defensive coordinator? I, I think the Rams. McVay, he, he got the old guy way to come Phillips. as a defensive coordinator. Yes. My my question would be, you know, most of the times the head coaches get to to build their team. Um, so who is he going to get? Who who's your defensive coordinator going to be for both of them? Who are, I don't know if they have that many connections. Of, of course they have, but you know, funny thing. Last point when you guys were just talking to the reporter before, and he said, you know, Siani might be out. From, from Philly, the first thing, worst scenario for me was, man, I hope I hope Philly doesn't get um, Jim Harbaugh, uh, and, and that's the I'm a fan, so I know it's probably not realistic, but for me as a fan, Jim Harbaugh come in here, went automatically. Um, I can see Ben Johnson going to Philly. I wouldn't it, it wouldn't bore me one bit. Harbaugh goes to Philly, I'm scared. I'm scared for the next four or five years. All right, Andre, thanks for the call. Thank we you, buddy. appreciate it. 800-636-1067. Give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Are you? In on Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson as the next head coach of the Commanders. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 